I'm Erin Holt, and this is the Functional Nutrition Podcast, where we lean into intuitive functional medicine. We look at how diet, our environment, our emotions, and our beliefs all affect our physical health. This podcast is your full-bodied, well-rounded resource. I've got over a decade of clinical experience, and because of that, I've got a major bone to pick with diet culture and the conventional healthcare model. They're both failing so many of us. But functional medicine isn't the panacea that it's made out to be either. We've got some work to do, and that's why creating a new model is my life's work. I believe in the ripple effect, so I founded the Functional Nutrition Academy, a school and mentorship for practitioners who want to do the same. This show is for you if you're looking for new ways of thinking about your health and you're ready to be an active participant in your own healing. Please keep in mind this podcast is created for educational purposes only and should never be used as a replacement for medical diagnosis or treatment. I would love for you to follow the show, rate, review, and share because you never know whose life you might change. And of course, keep coming back for more. Hello, my friends. Today, we're going to talk about how to support your gut when you have to take antibiotics. We're going to talk about how to weigh out the pros and the cons before taking antibiotics. Um, I'm not going to get real into the meat and potatoes of specifically why we want to be conscientious about antibiotic use. I'll list out some episodes that you can go do a deeper dive on that. Uh, But I am going to talk about if you are on antibiotics, what to do to support yourself best to kind of like do the least amount of damage to your microbiome, to your gut. We'll talk about different probiotics. We'll talk about when to take probiotics when you're on antibiotics. We'll talk about specific gut healing supplements, herbs, foods, dietary strategies. Basically, this is the protocol that I put myself on anytime I I have to take antibiotics. And I originally released this back in June of 2020 when I had just come off of antibiotics for an ear infection. And um, this June, 2023, I had to go on antibiotics for a upper and lower respiratory infection. And I followed this exact strategy. And what's interesting, a few months later, I did a GI map stool test on myself for some other stuff. And I was really surprised that my beneficial species hadn't taken a hit. The last time I went on antibiotics, I did a stool test after the fact. And man, they were they were really leveled out, which is not uncommon. And it's why we want to be very, very conscientious about not overtaking antibiotics because they really do have a detrimental impact to our microbiome, to the beneficial species in our gut. But uh, these strategies really helped. But one thing I also did that I haven't done in the past is I took a higher dose of spore-based probiotics. Now, we talked about this two weeks ago in the probiotic episode. So um, if you want more information on what spore-based probiotics are, go back there. But in that episode, I talked about how these guys have more of a potential to actually replace the beneficial species that we lose or to essentially repopulate the gut. Not many probiotics can do that, but these guys do have some research behind them that indicate that they might have more potential to do that. And I was really surprised to see my um, post-antibiotic stool test to see that the beneficial species were not um, were not sadly low as they have been in the past. 
Now I'm choosing to re-release this episode because it is chock full. It's been, you know, over three years and it's so chock full of information uh, that I wanted it to be front and center, especially as we move into the holidays. I've talked to a lot of people who have been on antibiotics lately. And so I just kept sending them this episode and sending them this episode. So I wanted to be higher up in the in the podcast queue, easy access. And, you know, when we navigate the holidays, usually there's a lot of travel, our schedule's off, our sleep might be off, we might be eating things that we don't typically eat, perhaps more sugar, perhaps more alcohol consumption, perhaps more stress, definitely interfacing with more people. So all of this can kind of create a perfect storm for getting sick or for getting run down, for our immune system to be suppressed. And so if you catch something gnarly and your doctor tells you you need antibiotics, you'll have this episode to refer back to as a resource. That's my intention. One thing that I did not mention in the original episode that I really want to talk about here is the importance of rest while you're taking antibiotics. So what we tend to do is we treat medication, including antibiotics, as just like a a quick fix or a Band-Aid. So we just kind of continue on our typical day, our typical week, our typical life, and just you know, cross our fingers and hope that the antibiotic does its job. But the way that antibiotics work in some cases is to knock down the pathogenic bacteria and then your immune system has the opportunity to kind of uh, take over and really clear out the infection. So we need to give our immune system what it needs. And as I said, this, this podcast episode will outline a lot of strategies, but rest is so huge. I was just talking to a friend recently who went on a, who went on antibiotics for an ear infection and the five day course of antibiotics didn't clear the ear infection. She had to go back to the doctor. And I was like, well, were you resting? And she's like, absolutely not. So we have to rest. We have to give our body the time and the space to convalesce, to actually heal itself, to repair itself. And that is true whether you're taking antibiotics prescription or you're taking herbal antibiotics antibiotics for some type of GI infection or gut protocol. It's just something that's like pretty overlooked, the importance of rest for repair, for restoration, and for overall immune system health. So I wanted to be sure to add that to this podcast. You've got to rest your body. One of the strategies that I mentioned, more of a food as medicine type of strategy is turmeric as it can be really supportive for the gut. We all know that turmeric also helps to bring down inflammation. The way that I've been getting turmeric in lately, I'm I'm on a real hot streak with this. It's through Organifi chocolate gold powder. So it's a turmeric drink. It's kind of like that um, golden milk drink, a turmeric turmeric rich drink, but it also has cocoa powder in it and it it tastes so good. I make it after dinner. So it's kind of like my dessert every night and I'll make it with almond milk or coconut milk. And then I'll do a heaping scoop of the Organifi chocolate gold powder. The bonus is that it also has lemon balm and it has turkey tail. It has reishi mushroom. All of these things are really supportive of the overall uh, nervous system, which is like, I I need all the nervous system support I can get during the holidays. I'm somebody, who likes a schedule. I like to know what to expect. I'm a little bit of a homebody. (laughs) So when I'm like up and at them and interfacing with all of the people throughout the holidays, when the social calendar is booked, I also like to make sure that I'm, you know, caretaking my nervous system throughout all of that. So if you want to try 
Organifi chocolate gold powder. Head to Organifi.com forward slash funk and you'll save 20%. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash F-U-N-K. All right, so let's talk antibiotics. Here we go. I am not getting get into the whole tale of why antibiotics are bad. I've picked that over time and time again. We have episode, and I don't mean to say antibiotics are bad or why antibiotics can be detrimental uh, to gut health, to overall health. We talked about it in episode 62, where I talked about Lyme prevention and gut health. We talked about it in episode 78, how to eat for true gut health. We talked about it in episode 81, why you need to stop self-treating your gut. So cruise on over to those episodes if you want to do a deeper dive on antibiotics and why they can be um, why they can be detrimental. Cliff's notes is that it, we take antibiotics to kill bad bacteria, right? Pathogenic bacteria that are causing problems, like the stuff going on in my ear. Um, but they're not, they don't just exclusively choose the bad bacteria. They can also kill off the good bacteria that belong in our gut. And when that happens, it disrupts a very delicate ecosystem, which causes dysbiosis, imbalance in the gut, essentially. When good bacteria die off, you can become more susceptible to the overgrowth of opportunistic organisms. Our entire health, even our mental health, is really reliant upon the the functioning of our gut uh, and the ecosystem that resides within. And in order for our gut ecosystems to be considered healthy, they have to be diverse. So there has to be a lot of different species and there has to be a lot of them. And what antibiotics does is essentially crush that diversity. So if this gets worse, the more we use antibiotics. So if you're a product of the 80s and 90s like myself, chances are you've been on antibiotics a lot. Um, The more antibiotics you use, the less diverse your gut ecosystem is. With every course, diversity is reduced all of that is problematic. Um, Some species in our guts can rebound post-antibiotics, but not all of them can. The worst offender is an antibiotic cocktail. So this is like the thing that we want to reserve for like when we're in absolute dire straits and there's no other option, but that's doing three or four antibiotics in a short period of time to kill off an infection. That's what an antibiotic cocktail is. That leads to the biggest decrease in diversity, the biggest loss of species. And it can have very long-term effects, like up to years. This isn't like a quick turnaround thing. Um, some pe- species can even go extinct. Like we we don't have the ability to grow them back. So um, this can have devastating consequences, right? So we, we try to reserve that for absolute necessity. Um, with my ear, I, I'm just going to briefly kind of talk about We have to have some ways to like weigh out the pros and the cons. Um, Like how do we know taking antibiotics is the right right choice, right? We, We really should be at the point now where we all understand we have to strongly consider the use of them versus just like going to that for like the first thing that we do, uh, the first intervention. Um, with my ear, I was having these crazy headaches, like really bad headaches, like headaches I've never experienced before. They were just taking me out. I think a lot of them had to do with stress and tension. And so, um, 
I was getting the bad headaches, bad headaches, bad headaches. They got a little bit better and then they came rip roaring back and it came back with nausea and dizziness. Like I just felt really wonky. And then I started feeling sick, like took a three hour nap, like couldn't get out of bed, just like something was off. So I eventually went into the walk-in because I, I was like, what the heck is, what's up? You know, this this is not normal for me. And turns out I, I had an ear infection in one of my ears um, and, and talking to some body work uh, professionals that had hands on my body, they they said that what can happen is when the muscles in your neck get super tight, I'm totally butchering this. This is not my area of expertise. It can, um, I should have probably looked this up before trying to explain it, but it can, something about the ear canal it can it can it can keep the ear from appropriately draining. So I think what what happened is I had these insane tension headaches, super tight in my neck and my shoulders because hey, I'm not doing all the self-care practices that I used to do pre-quarantine. I'm not getting massages. I'm not getting um uh biofeedback. I'm not I'm you know, I'm not getting as much energy work. It, I'm not having hands on my body, which is something that like I really need to uh keep myself in good um, you know, in good health. I'm not going to the yoga studio. I'm not practicing yoga in, you know, in a heated environment like I did. So there's a lot of tension, right? Um, so it just, it makes, it all makes sense for sure. But because I was in so much pain and because I can easily go down a fear spiral of, um, something really bad is happening just with, with a history of chronic illness, I decided that getting on the antibiotics, because I had been feeling really bad for quite a while, it, it just made the most sense for me. So I kind of did this, my point of all of saying all of that is I did this internal pros, cons, pros, cons, pros, cons. And where I netted out was that taking amoxicillin was the best choice for me in that um, in that moment. So we all kind of have to have to figure out and, you know, and talk with our physicians as well and figure out, is this the best choice? So what I'm about to outline is a, is a fairly comprehensive approach. Um, it might seem like an aggressive approach, especially if you've never considered these things before, but antibiotics, antibiotics are kind of aggressive, um, but they can also be life-saving. So if we need antibiotics, we need to have the tools in place to support ourselves while we take them and after we take them. So just really throwing down a lot of support to try to do the least amount of damage, knowing that we're going to do some damage, right? That's We kind of just have to make peace with that um, and not go into a fear spiral around that. That is something that I've taken off my plate. Like, I know my gut's going to get messed up, okay? That's happening, cool, whatever. Taking it off my plate as a stressor. I also have tools to put in place to support my gut, so I'm going to do that. All right, you have all asked me for an official update. I've been using Kian Aminos for every single day for months now. And so I've gotten enough DMs to know that I got to address it here. I will say what I've seen for myself, definitely enhanced muscle growth. I mean, you wouldn't look at me and be like, whoa, she swole. But I can tell. And I'm putting up heavier weights a lot easier. And I don't get sore. So I'm like more likely to, I'm lifting more because I don't have like, have that muscle fatigue or just like that soreness. So strong recommend. This is why Kian Aminos really is my fundamental supplement for fitness. You can naturally boost energy, build lean muscle, enhance athletic recovery. It's backed by over 20 years of clinical research, highest quality ingredients, no fillers, no junk. It undergoes rigorous quality testing and it tastes amazing. My personal faves are the mango and the lime. If you're looking for flavors to try, you can save 20% on monthly deliveries and 10% off one-time purchases. Go to get 
keon.com forward slash funk. That's G-E-T-K-I-O-N.com slash F-U-N-K to get my fundamental supplement for fitness, Keon Aminos. I want to introduce you to a new to me product called Qualia Senolytic. It's something that I've been experimenting with as I round the bend on 40 for more of an insurance policy than anything else. I feel good and I want to stay feeling good. As you age, you accumulate these things called senescent cells. We talked about this a lot in episode 280, The Science of Aging. Senescent cells actually cause the symptoms of aging, aches and pains, slow workout recoveries, low energy. So Qualia Senolytic actually removes these worn out senescent cells. And the cool thing is you only have to take it two days a month. So if you want to support aging at the cellular level, try Qualia Senolytic. Go to neurohacker.com forward slash F-U-N-K-S for up to $100 off and use code FUNKS, F-U-N-K-S, at checkout for an additional 15% off. That's neurohacker.com forward slash FUNKS for an extra 15% off your purchase. Let's start with probiotics because it's pretty well known that it's a good idea to take probiotics when you're on antibiotics. Um, First of all, they're effective both for the prevention and the treatment of antibiotic-associated diarrhea. So that's something that a lot of people experience when they're on antibiotics is this diarrhea. And probiotics, certain strains of probiotics can really be helpful to mitigate this. But it goes even deeper than that. Probiotics can actually augment antibiotic activity and can be a really supportive adjunct to antibiotic therapy. It can it can support the use of antibiotics in your body. We have this long-held belief that taking probiotics is important with antibiotics because they replace the microbes that are wiped out by the antibiotics. And that's a very overly simplistic idea, and it's probably not even true. Um, we know that probiotics don't colonize for long periods. So it's not like we kill off the the good guys, but then we can just replace them by taking a probiotic. That's actually not how it works. But they do tend to work in in transition. Like while while they're going through your body, while they're in your body um for for even for a couple of weeks after. And that's still a really good thing, especially with antibiotic use. They can Taking probiotics when you're taking antibiotics can reduce the risk of antibiotic-induced super infections in the gut and in the vagina. If you ever have taken an antibiotic that got a yeast infection or um, a bacterial infection, you know what I'm talking about, right? That's pretty common. And so when we take probiotics with the antibiotics, it can reduce the chances of this. Um, Probiotics can also have some antimicrobial activity in and of themselves. They can secrete antibacterial substances, and this can lower the pathogenic bacterial populations, um, which I think is really cool. They also have the ability to disrupt biofilms. I've talked about biofilms before, but biofilms are kind of like packaging where pathogens can hide. So it's like a covering and a coating, and it can be hard to kill the pathogens if it's covered by a biofilm. So um, disrupting the biofilm allows the antibiotics to get in and do its job a little bit better. So there's a lot of different cool things that probiotics can do. And it's more than just, well, I don't have diarrhea. Like there's a lot of things going on under the hood that that probiotics um, that probiotics can help you with. They can also support proper gut motility. They can downregulate 
toxin release by pathogenic bacteria. So the bad bacteria, the bad guys can release toxins and probiotics can downregulate this. Um, this is a big one. They can inhibit the growth of yeast in other opportunic, opportunistic pathogens. What can happen is when we, when we kill off the good guys, it makes space for the opportunistic things to come into play, um, yeast being one of them. Um, I've heard this analogy a couple of different times, and I love it, and I've used it myself. It's like a parking lot analogy. So if you imagine your gut is a full parking lot, all the spaces are filled up with cars, if, when you use antibiotics, you can kill off some of the good bacteria, and so those parking spaces open up. And if we don't fill them with good guys, then the opportunistic or bad guys can slide into those parking spots. And yeast is a fantastic um, example of this because it's extremely, extremely opportunistic. And this is why antibiotic use puts us at a greater risk of fungal overgrowth. And so certain strains of bacteria can inhibit fungal overgrowth. It can inhibit yeast candida. Um, it can prevent its biofilm formation. And it can even kill off the fungus. So that's another reason why we should be taking probiotics. And then um, some probiotic strains can actually kill intestinal pathogens. It's that antimicrobial activity that I was talking about. So definitely you want to throw down on some good probiotic support while you're on antibiotics. Um, one example of this is Saccharomyces boulardii. Saccharomyces boulardii is actually a yeast. It's a non-pathogenic yeast, and it's a yeast-eating yeast. It helps to gobble up other types of pathogenic yeasts. Um, this one is great for the, the for the diarrhea, um, but I just like taking it in general while you're on antibiotics. So this is the first thing that I tend to recommend for folks on antibiotics is Saccharomyces boulardii. It's like if you had to do one thing, um, I think it would probably be this one, maybe this one and a good quality broad spectrum probiotic. Um, you can get it pretty inexpensively at most health food stores. So easy, pretty easy to find. Um, it, you might need to be careful. I almost hesitate saying this. If you know that you produce antibodies to yeast, you might have to stay away from Saccharomyces boulardii. But I don't see this being a huge issue in my practice and the people that I work with. I generally see it as a safe thing. If you know that you've reacted to Saccharomyces boulardii in the past, you know, obviously you don't want to take it when you're taking antibiotics. Another really great one, the three that I'm going to recommend are very potent therapeutic uh, probiotics. I use them a lot clinically, and this is one of these is what I'm currently taking while on antibiotics um, because I just, you know, I have longstanding gut issues, so I'm not trying to play. I'm not messing around. So one is called Custom Probiotics. You do need to purchase them direct from the website, customprobiotics.com. Calm. Um, th this is a powder, th not cheap. It's over $100 per bottle. You can, at this website, you can get a sample size jar for around $40. So that's something to consider. Another great one is Gut Pro. That's another powder. 
Um, and another good one is by the Gut Institute, and that's another powder. But those are all around the same price point. They're all powders. You mix them with water. You can put them in a smoothie if you want to, uh, but they're all around 100 bucks for a full bottle. That bottle will last you a long time, but definitely an investment. If you're looking for something less expensive, Claire Labs ABX Support is a is a pretty good one. It depends on where you buy it, what the cost is, but I do think it's less expensive than the other ones that I've mentioned. This one actually has the Sac Bilardi, so it has Saccharomyces Bilardi. It has some Lactobacillus and two different Bifido strains, which are really important. So those are some things to consider. If nothing else, just go to your local health food store and grab something off of the shelf and you know do that. You do want to be conscientious of when you take them try to take them about two hours away from your antibiotics. This can be a little bit of a puzzle, a little bit of a Tetris game, figuring out when you take your antibiotics and when you take your probiotics. But we don't want to, when you're taking a, a strong antibiotic, it can basically decimate the probiotic. So it would, it doesn't make sense to spend all this money on a good quality probiotic to not have it be effective. So do try to space those out the best that you can. I also think it's a really smart bet to do some immune system support. We know that we've got the majority of our immune system in our gut, right? In the mucosal layer. And if we're trying to clear an infection, we're asking the immune system to do a really big job. It doesn't, it just doesn't happen. Like we have to, it's like a call to action for our immune system. Like, all right, we've got this infection. We got to clear it. You guys ready? All right, let's go. Um, So it, it's supporting the immune system while you're trying to clear an infection is important. And this looks like supporting mucosal immunity as well. Now, probiotics can do this. Uh, Probiotics enhance mucosal immunity, which in turn will support the eradication of the organisms um, right there at the mucosal layer. But other ways to support mucosal immunity would be Saccharomyces boulardii. That's another one that does it. Vitamin A is great. Um, Short chain fatty acids. So butyrate. um, I like a product by Apex called Enterovite because it has three different short chain fatty acids. That can be really supportive. Um, Immunoglobulins. So there's different products that um, that I use clinically for immunoglobulins, but uh, talking about a food as medicine approach, if you can do, if you can tolerate dairy, if you can tolerate whey, doing some non-denatured grass-fed whey protein is great. Um, Jaro makes goat whey if you can't tolerate cow dairy. Um, that's That's a pretty inexpensive product you can get. And I would consider that for the immunoglobulin support. And I also think just doing some gentle adrenal support isn't a bad idea when you're trying to clear the infection. It's like really trying to bolster the system. Um, So those are all ways that you can support overall mucosal immunity while you're trying to clear the infection. Get ready to conquer your to-do list with Ned's Brain Blend. You know I love me some brain help. This powerful USDA certified organic tincture blends equal parts CBD and CBG with brain-boosting botanicals and medicinal mushrooms, providing functional support for improved clarity, focus, and mental performance now and further down the road. Ingredients include MCT oil, full-spectrum hemp, ginkgo, gotu cola, bacopa, Siberian ginseng, lion's mane, 
and lemon. Become the best version of yourself and get 15% off Ned's products with code funk. Go to helloned.com forward slash funk or enter code funk at checkout. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash F-U-N-K to get 15% off. Thank you, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. All right, my athletes and my fitness freaks, are you getting enough electrolytes? You kind of need them. They're kind of a big deal. You lose a lot through sweat, but just don't be replacing them with any of the junk. No sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no fillers, no yuck. You need Element. It's not only delicious and wicked convenient, mixes in water super easily, but it also contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio, 1,000 milligrams sodium, 200 milligrams potassium, 60 milligrams of magnesium. You can get a free sample pack that's eight single serve packets for free with any element order when you go to drinkelement.com forward slash funk. The deal's only available through my unique link to thank you for listening to the show. D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com forward slash F-U-N-K. You can try it risk-free. And you would also want to consider supporting the actual lining of the gut. So we know that antibiotics can make us more susceptible to intestinal permeability or leaky gut. So this is especially true if you've had issues with gut health and autoimmunity in the past, you know this about yourself it's not a bad idea to throw down some extra support here. So there's a bunch of different types of leaky gut powders. The one that I use, the one that I'm using right now, is called Repairvite by Apex Energetics. But all the different companies make them. Basically what you're looking for is some type of combination of L-glutamine, DGL, which is uh, type of licorice, aloe vera, slippery elm, marshmallow root, chamomile, really any... um, mucilaginous, I can never say that word because it's such a weird word to say. Um, Any of those type of herbs will also be really supportive. Um, It's, you just kind of want that um, to support the mucosal layer, that slippery lining of the intestine. So if, if you, you know, work with herbs and you love plant medicine, any of those type of herbs will be great. Or you can just grab one of the powders if, if that's more of your jam. Um, Omega-3s are also really supportive of the lining of the gut, doing some good quality fish oil. Um, Turmeric is also great. So you could do, you know, start cooking more with turmeric. You could do um, a turmeric supplement, however you want to go about that. That's Those are all great ways to support the lining of the gut. And then it's not a bad idea to consider liver support. So we could do liver supportive foods, which I've talked about a ton. These are really getting in all of your colors. Um, You can listen to the detox episodes that I've done here to figure out what liver supportive foods are. Any of the um, sulfur rich veggies, your cruciferous veggies, those are all really great. Um, In terms of supplementation, Milk thistle's great. Alpha lipoic acid is supportive. Um, N-acetylcysteine or NAC is really great. And the interesting thing about N-acetylcysteine or NAC that I'm just going to throw in here is that um, I've talked about this on the Lyme episode. I did talk about this, which I re-released recently. So you might have recently heard me say this, but um, antibiotics can muck up the mitochondria 
we need mitochondria for so many different things. So this is not great. This tends to be more with long-term antibiotic use, which is why I brought it up in the Lyme episode, because so many folks with Lyme or with Lyme co-infections are put on long-term antibiotics. So I thought it was a relevant thing. Maybe not so relevant for somebody that's just doing like a, you know, a one-week course of one antibiotic to clear up an ear infection. But I'll throw it out here because this is the antibiotic episode after all. But um, there was a study published in 2013 titled Bactericidal Antibiotics Induce Mitochondrial Dysfunction and Oxidative Damage in Mammalian Cells. And that showed that antibiotics can impair mitochondrial function after just four days of use. Now, again, this was done in cells, not in human bodies, um, but kind of interesting. Um, The big thing to point out here is that they these researchers were re, were able to restore mitochondrial function ATP production by supplementing with N-acetylcysteine prior to antibiotic usage. So that could be something to consider. If you know, I mean, if you know that you're about to go on antibiotics, that might be something to consider working that into rotation. It's just good overall liver support anyway. Um, and why we want to support the liver is when, as I mentioned earlier, these bacteria, pathogenic bacteria can release biotoxins and they can do that when they're they're being killed off too, which might be totally fine, but our liver has to process these biotoxins. So it does sort of backload on the liver a little bit, which is why it's not a bad idea to support the liver, even if you're just doing like dry skin brushing or sweating or doing Epsom salt baths. You know, it doesn't have to be in the form of supplements. You could do food as medicine and some gentle lifestyle practices as well. I always want to give, you know, different options for different folks, but those are all things to consider. And then finally, and perhaps most importantly, let's talk about diet. So what can we do with our food while we're on antibiotics? And number one, cut out the sugar. That's a really big one because sugar feeds the opportunistic bacteria and especially the yeast. So when 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 I'm saying opportunistic, basically when given the chance, these things will thrive. And they're given the chance with antibiotic use because we're clearing out those parking spaces. So they're like, hey, an opportunity to to get in to the, you know, to the gut and kind of anchor in and throw down and thrive. So we want to prevent that from happening. So we don't want to feed the guys, right? We don't want to feed these opportunistic um, bacteria and yeast. So reducing sugar is a smart bet. And it's also just supportive of overall immune system, which we're trying to do anyway. Um, I would also strongly encourage um, no fried foods. Those are really problematic for the gut. Um, No alcohol, because that is also a direct gut irritant. And then depending on who you are and whether or not you're um, immune reactive to wheat, no wheat. I kind of say this for a lot of people because wheat can just muck up the gut, even if you're not feeling effects of it. But those are all things to consider. The funny part about this or the ironic part about this is that when I'm feeling my worst, that's when I tend to want more of those things. I I want, I t- tend to crave the comfort foods. I want more grains. I personally don't do 
great with a lot of grains. But when I'm feeling not great, I want more grains. It's like super weird. This is when I tend to want more wine. I'm like, I'm already feeling crappy. Let's just let's just go all in. It's it's a very messed up mentality, but there we are. Um, so I kind of have to remind myself. And then plus when you're not feeling good, you don't have all of this energy to like cook healthy meals. You're just like, give me whatever, like toast, sure, whatever. Um, but that's actually working against what we're trying to do. Variety is hugely important hugely, hugely, hugely important. So what's happening with the antibiotics, like I said at the start of the show, is that you're killing off good bacteria. You're lowering the diversity. So basically everything you have to do while you're on antibiotics and for months after is to try to bring back that that diversity. And this is where variety comes into place. We want... um, you know, it, it now is not the time when you're on antibiotics and post-antibiotics to stick to the same old things. Like, I'm just going to eat the same old thing. You want to throw as much diversity at your gut as possible because that's what our guts thrive on. So we want diversity in colors. We want diversity in polyphenols. We want diversity in fibers. Um, I provide a really extensive list on different types of fibers and prebiotic fibers in episode 78. I'm not going to rehash all of that here because that would be silly because I already did that. Um, So that would be a good episode to check out if you want specific suggestions on foods to work in. But really any type of prebiotic rich foods, um, leafy greens, bitters, um, onions, garlics, leeks, asparagus, bananas, especially if they're a little green, um, apples, Listen, uh, pectin is a wonderful type of prebiotic fiber, and doing slow-cooked apples is such a good thing to do while you're trying to feed your gut. Um, I have a, it's an Instant Pot applesauce recipe on my website. Basically, what I do is I chop up the apples, keep the skins on because that's where the pectin is. (coughs) Oh my goodness, God bless me. Um, And I just chop them up and I throw them in the Instant Pot with some cinnamon for like three minutes. That's it. And then you have applesauce. It's chunky applesauce. Yummy. Super high in pectin, which is good to feed your gut. So things like that. Um, Doing oats, uh, if you can tolerate those. Uh, Cocoa, flax seeds, any type of roots, roots and tubers, chicory root, jicama root, Jerusalem artichokes, all of those are wonderful to feed the good guys in your gut. They all help to increase the beneficial bacteria that we're looking for. And then you also want to work in probiotic-rich foods. So the prebiotics are the fibers that feed the good bacteria. So probiotic-rich foods are um, ones that are have good bacteria in them. Fermented foods, um, sauerkraut, fermented veggies, um, kimchi, any type of miso, if you can get your hands on some good quality miso paste. I love to do salad dressings with miso. You don't want to, you can cook with miso, but when you heat it, you kill off the beneficial bacteria. So I like to do different types of sauces with miso Um, or just, you know, if you're doing a miso soup, just make sure you're not boiling the miso. You're stirring in the miso after the fact. If you can tolerate dairy, yogurt with live active cultures, kefir, um, kombucha is great. 
and any type of fermented pickles, all that kind of good stuff. And a little bit goes a long way. It's not like you have to do a ton of this, um, but work it into your day-to-day life. (laughs) So that's really all I have for you guys. Kind of a a short and sweet episode. You know, why why we want to be mindful of antibiotics, why we want to choose carefully, but if that is the right choice for us and that, that's something that's that our body needs, um, how we can support the overall immune system, the you know, the gut and our ecosystem to make sure that we do as little damage as possible. So hopefully that helped you guys. Feel free to share this episode. And if you're so inclined, leave me a review on iTunes. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Functional Nutrition Podcast. If you got something from today's show, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, share with a friend, and keep coming back for more. Take care of you.